right, Joe. Again, listen, I really appreciate it along with everybody else and in our audience, too. Guys, there's so much going on right now in the National Football League that uh, it's just amazing. So much I want to chat with you about and get your feelings on. But we've got to start with what happened uh, last night, this morning, and that's the Tampa change. And uh, I've just talked about uh, some of the things that uh, I'm aware of or have been aware of. And uh, I'll just give you a quick rundown, and then I want to hear what you have to say. But basically, uh, Tom, which is good, I think they're in a good situation. But uh, Brady is, in, in essence, is the head coach, offensive coordinator, and quarterback, and quasi-general manager getting people in there. Well, I, I don't agree with that one bit, Kay. I, I think that okay. um, I, I think that um, I think that people are just saying things. You know, Tom chose to go there. Bruce was the head coach when Tom chose to go to Tampa Bay. Tom's got too many other things that he's dealing with in his life to be the general manager and the offensive coordinator and the assistant coach. Brian Leftwich, Byron Leftwich is a terrific offensive coordinator was interviewed for a couple of head coaching jobs this particular year. I believe we'll have one in the not-too-distant future. But for people to think that it's Tom's organization, I think they're very misguided and misled. Okay. How, how, do, you, how do you see them uh, right now? How do you see the Tampa Bay organization uh, as far as uh, what they've been able to put back together, cobble back together with players coming back and, uh, I think they've, I think they've done. I, I think they've done. You know, I think they're they're doing and, and will continue to do even in the draft. They're coming up. They'll continue to add players. I think having Chris Godwin back is very important. Getting him under contract is sure. very important. Mike Evans is very important. Uh, you know, Gronk. You know, you, you just don't know what Gronk's going to want to do, or is he want to going to want to continue to play? Uh, that is that is something that'll probably not get settled for quite a while because that's just sort of the way things have gone. But I, I still think Tampa Bay defensively is a force to reckon with. Certainly with Tom as their quarterback, you have to say that they're a contender. In that division, um, you look at what's going on in that division, there's so much turmoil on the other teams. There's actually stability in Tampa Bay other than Bruce leaving. And, you know, I, I, I heard you know Bruce's comments about why he felt like the time was right. I mean, Kay, you were a coach. You know, there comes a point where you decide that the hours are a lot. The, you've, you've accomplished the things you want to accomplish, and then you move to another phase of your life. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right. And I did have to consider, too, Bruce was not in the best of health. He's had some um, not insignificant health problems. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, it's sort of, it's a little bit like I was, just as an example, I was watching one of the TV shows and they were talking about, did Tom Brady make a mistake coming back? Like, what kind of a, that is not a very bright question to ask because if he didn't feel like, you know, the guy's at the top of his game, had one of his best years last year. He hasn't got it out of his system. Why wouldn't he come back? Why wouldn't you want him back? And and I think Agreed. in Bruce's case, and you bring up a you bring up a great point with Bruce is Bruce's health hasn't necessarily been the greatest. Um, he's you know he's done 
you know, he got where he wanted to get to. I mean, all of us that have played this game want to be able to put a ring on our finger. That's, that's what's there. That's the carrot that's out there waiting for us. That's why you see, look at the quarterbacks, and I'm sure we're going to get to it. Look at how many guys have changed teams to try and get that opportunity to put the ring on their finger. Russell Wilson is one. You know, Indianapolis feels like they have a piece with Matt Ryan. Um, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson, whether it's this year or next year, whenever it might be, in, in with the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, you have, you have guys looking to say, okay, where can I go to get the ring? Everybody's going to get money. Okay, you know that. I mean, the money is, whew, boy, did I miss a window, huh? Yeah. 40 years? Oh, boy. Oh, and then and, and broadcasting is the same thing. It's been 20 years in broadcasting, and, and now you look at the numbers that some of the guys are getting. And I think it's great. Good for them. But it's uh, people are going to get paid. The thing is, is you get a chance to put a ring on your finger. Well, that's true. And, and, and let's jump into, uh, if we can here, jump into all the activity that's been going on. But a little more than uh, I think that I've, I've seen in many, many, many years, if ever, uh, that the, uh, to the extent that we've seen activity in free agency, the free agency period, and in particular the quarterback position. My gosh. Now, you know, oh, I looking around at the, at the different uh, teams that have made moves, I want to start with uh, who do you feel has positioned themselves? Now, this is absent going into the draft, we know, and then that's a huge, huge part of it. But right now, uh, following free agency, who do you think, what teams do you think have improved themselves the most? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I certainly think the Miami Dolphins improved themselves with the addition of Tariq Hill. He's, a, he's an impactful guy. I think the Raiders have improved themselves with Devontae Adams. Devontae, to me, has proven he's the best, you know, best receiver in football. You know, I put he and Mike Evans in the same category, that, you know, 1-1, one, 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 not 1-A, one 1-B, one but 1-1. One, one. Um, certainly Russell Wilson going to Denver. And then you look at the people they've added around them. Um, Josh Allen hasn't changed positions, but the Buffalo Bills have added a lot of quality players to their football team. Um, certainly, you know, Tom coming back in Tampa has made a world of difference. Deshaun in Cleveland. Cleveland's got a terrific pair of running backs. They've got an excellent defense. Um, so, I mean, everybody's – a lot of people have really improved their lot, and we haven't even gotten to the draft yet. So, and, and you know, maybe we should have seen this coming, Kay, because of the great, unbelievable play that we saw in the playoffs. Every game, from the first playoff game to the Super Bowl, every game was decided in the last, in overtime or in the last minutes. Um, and I, maybe that was just a precursor to what we saw with the craziness um, and the movement of, the, of, of major names in our game uh, here in the free agency period. No question about it. And the NFL is a copycat league, and they see what the Rams did. So now uh, people are, uh, for example, spending unbelievable amounts of draft equity, four and five big draft choices for uh, players. I've never seen anything quite like it. I haven't either. The other, I haven't either. The, the, the other thing I wanted to mention to you, if you're feeling on there, there are two teams that uh, come to mind, because I, I agree. I mean, getting the quarterbacks back, both Brady and, and Rodgers, 
have to be two of the biggest moves in, in the uh, league. But look what uh, look what the Chargers have done. They've got a great young quarterback. They improved up front. And they got two outstanding defensive players. One of the best rush guys in the league to pair with uh, Joe yep. Bosa. And oh, I agree. That whole, a, divi- a that whole division, that whole division is incredible. Yeah. You know. Kansas City stood atop the mountain for quite a while. Now, all of a sudden, there's a lot of parity out there. Yes, you're right. And uh, plus the lockdown corner with the Chargers. So they have drastically improved their football team. And then uh, I think Indianapolis is a football team that is um, right on the cusp. And what they were last year, if they don't lose two games, they should have. They were expected to win. Both of them lost both of them. But they all win one of the two. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Indianapolis Indianapolis was my, you know, my outside wild card team that I thought would have a shot to get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, um, obviously Carson is now with the commanders in Washington and Matt Ryan is now an Indianapolis co-quarterback. A lot of their football team remains the same. And so I still think they're going to be contenders. If you look at Tennessee, sometimes you don't need to make a lot of moves to um, to improve your football team. You just need to keep the people that were there that can do the job for you. So, I mean, there's it, it, I, I'm already excited about this football season. I am, too. I think it's going to be a, an outstanding season. And thank goodness we got a chance to see some of the greatest players that ever played the game play again. So, uh, but back to Indy, uh, I think uh, getting Matt Ryan was a godsend for Indianapolis. So just he's still a heck of a, a player. I don't know whether you agree with that or not, but I think he's got two, at least two or three more very productive years, and he's surrounded by a good football team. Well, you know, Kay, Matt was under siege last year. He didn't really – I mean, he, he survived the year. That's what you can say about him. I mean, he took an unmerciful beating. But not only do I, you know, I, I applaud the Indianapolis Colts for whatever decisions they make going forward. Getting Matt Ryan I think was great. But I also applaud Arthur Blank and the Atlanta Falcons for giving Matt a chance to be able to, to sort of go on someplace as they retool, as they, you know, sort of get themselves back into a competitive state. But they gave Matt a chance to go someplace and, uh, and have a chance to compete for a title. Um, they saw what happened last year. And, and this is just, to me, this is just classic Mr. Mr. Blank, uh, just being an absolute class, class man, um, runs a class, class organization. And, they, they you know, Maddie gave him everything, and they – you know, they sort of gave back a little bit by saying, okay, you know, go pursue what you need to pursue. So, you know, hats off to the Falcons for being who they are and the way they conducted this particular deal. Yeah, I agree with you. I certainly do. And uh, really, it looked bad for Indianapolis when I understand Ursay was the one that, uh, that went berserk over uh, losing those two last ball games and, uh, uh, was the reason they had to make a change there. But uh, it looked bad, but then all of a sudden, I think they end up with the best possible situation. Uh, I agree. Tell me something agree. About, about Washington. About Washington. Uh, what, what's, what's going on? How do you see 
that move there and uh, bringing, uh, and in fact, Lance was just talking about bringing him into Washington. Yeah. And they're they're an interesting yeah, they're an interesting football team because I think I think when you, when you look around the league you get a pretty good feel for what teams are going to look like. Washington two years ago had one of the best defenses in football, and last year they didn't play very well. This year they gave up Tim Settle and Matt Ioannidis, two really backup rotating defensive linemen. So that's a situation. They gave up Eric Flowers, their starting offensive lineman. Um, I, I think that for Washington, they feel like I believe they feel like they found a quarterback who can make all the throws and do everything that's necessary. Their young running backs, uh, they kept J.D. McKissick, which was important because he's their third down back. Uh, I think they'll be looking for offensive linemen. Uh, you can't have enough of them. I still think they want to solve the basically the middle linebacker, inside linebacker position a little bit more. Um, you know, Jamin Davis is going to be in his second year and just a question of how he grows and matures in that position. Probably going to look for a safety somewhere and then probably going to look for, uh, you know, a complimentary wide receiver because, you know, if Curtis Samuels is healthy, he and Terry McLaurin give you a nice one-two outside. Um, you know, Logan Thomas being able to come back and play the tight end position and be healthy will be important. Do they look for an addition at tight end? They have a lot of areas that they can go in, but it's a football team that I think you almost have to say, let's wait and see what it looks like when we get closer to September than to be able to think about what they look like right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think, too, with uh, Rivera and and, uh, the coaching staff that they have there, uh, they've, they've got some good people. Uh, they're they're going to be improved as a football team, it, it, it would seem to me. Got to put you on the spot, my friend. Hey, 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 uh, so uh, I say I got a question. I got a, I got a question for you. I'm curious. When okay. you look at football okay. teams, is it is it the players or is it the coaches and the system that allow teams to be successful? Which one do you or or is it a combination? Is it one or the other? Is it the players or is it the coaching staff and system? Well, I, I think to answer your question, to be very truthful about it, it's, it's a combination of the two. Now, that's the easy way out, I understand. If you had to say one, you had to pick one over the other, you would have to say players. But I, I will yeah. tell you this. Uh, look, Just look around. The blueprint is not hard to find. Uh, in New England right now, uh, how about Vince Lombardi? Um, how about Bill Walsh? How about uh, Chuck Noll? You know, go on uh, for a long time, Landry in, in Dallas. Oh, the Joe Gibbs in Washington. Coaches. And Joe Gibbs in Washington, another great example. Uh, uh, exactly. Yeah. And it's hard, hard to say that um, – with, with, uh, with without Belichick, New England could have won seven Super Bowls. I don't. I agree with you. I, they, I, I agree with you. I really do. I think it's a. I think it's a, It's really a combination of both. And and I, I think so often. I think coaches have become much more flexible now. It used to be that this is the system I want you to run it, and you adapt your skills to it. Now coaches 
take a look at their players and they modify and morph their systems to fit the players' skill sets and the things that they're able to do it. And one of the things that I'm going to be very curious about is how Kansas City approaches this year when you take away the speed of Tariq Hill and what he can do for the running game as well as the passing game and, and how you know, Patrick and, and Andy decide, and, and Eric, they want to go forward uh, with their concepts on offense. Great, great. That is, is something to all of us. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I thought the same thing. What is this going to do to change life? Anybody could adapt. I think it would be Andy Reid. Uh, and Andy would do a good job pretty much with any situation I think he's faced with. Oh, Andy, you know, Andy will come up with an, you know, Andy will come up with an answer. Kay, you, you coached against him and known him for a long time. You know, you know, he has the answer. We just got to wait and see what it looks like. I think you're right. Exactly right. Uh, let me, let me put you on the spot, Joe, uh, just a little bit. Going to have to here, uh, with questions that, uh, were posed that they wanted me to ask you. Want your, um, uh, We'll start with the NFC because it's easier. What do you see as bigger top three teams, four teams in the uh, – let's go four teams in the NFC? Well, uh, you know, I, I, first of all, I'd, pro- I'd have to probably say uh, Green Bay is still up there, Tampa Bay. Um, the Rams would certainly be another one, those three for sure. Um, and um, – I'm trying to run through my head. You know, the Dallas Cowboys last year were a very talented football team. They just didn't play very disciplined football. Um, as you look, you know, um, I, you know, I, they, well, they may have problems going on down there too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think if Jameis can come back and play, the Saints were, I, I think, defensively a very, very good football team. Um, and, of course, I think Todd Bowles would do a terrific job in Tampa Bay. So, but I think Tampa, Green Bay, and um, the uh, Rams right now, obviously the Rams are, you know, they're solid there. I, I can go with the top three. Yeah. What do you think about San Francisco? Uh, you know, are, are they going to be different? I mean, if you, if you play uh, Trey Lance, you're going to get a rookie quarterback. Um, they would probably be the fourth team that I would look at in that division. And if Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, it looks like he won't be ready till almost, you know, the beginning of the season. So uh, we'll have to see what happens with his, his surgery going forward. But, you know, those would, I, that, they would be the fourth, those four in the NFC. Now in the AFC, who knows? I mean, there's, there's eight or nine wow. of them. Just in that one division, they're going to contend. You know, yeah, Buffalo is. Yeah, I, I, I think Buffalo is def, Buffalo's definitely one. I think Denver. You have to think about as one now with Russell. Certainly, Kansas City, um, San Diego is another one that you look at. And like I say, the addition of Devontae with the Raiders, and I think Josh McDaniel do a terrific job out there with the Raiders. Um, I mean, you, you know, you 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 go to all different aspects of of the AFC, and it's like. You've got the young guns. You've got some very young, very talented quarterbacks, some new guys, some that are, you know, seasoned now in four or five years. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that division, you can't, Joe Burrow, 
and Cincinnati, are they going to be able to come back and do what they did? Um, Cleveland, are they, you know, where are they going to be? Where do they fit into the equation? That's a wait and see. So it's hard to name four in the AFC, Kay. You bet it is. You bet it is. That's why I said take the easy first, the NFC. <laughs> Go quickly. I've kept you, kept you too long here, but uh, real, real quick, uh, what's your itinerary for the fall? Are you uh, band, uh, broadcasting uh, nationally, or, or, or where, where are you going here? No, I um, I continue to do motivational speeches uh, for different companies around the country, uh, which I enjoy very much. And then, of course, I wrote a book called How to Be a Champion Every Day, where people can get that uh, login online, get it through Amazon. And uh, a lot of the stories I tell, a lot of the things you and I talk about are in the book. And um, and then it's, you know, it's getting around golf season, okay? I got to, you know, my handicap is already up to five, and I've got to really start to hone it back down. So I've got to get myself back to work on that. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Are you going to do anything with Washington in particular with the, uh, with the Washington uh, commanders? commanders? Commanders. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't heard from them yet regarding the preseason, but I've done it for the last seven or eight years. So there's a, a strong possibility I'll wind up doing preseason again for them. Right. Joe Camp, thank you enough. I apologize for keeping you on so long, but I do, I do appreciate everything. Thank you. No, hey, Kay, that's what happens when two football guys wind up talking. You betcha. Could have gone on for a lot <laughs> longer too. But uh, thanks, thanks for having Joe. me. Thanks so much.